0: You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com, and today our episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day, Monday through Friday, throughout the week. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it where podcasts are found, and we will deliver those episodes to you automatically as they're posted. If you enjoy the show, also give it a good review. That helps us out quite a bit. Really do appreciate it. The Jets got back to practice yesterday after a day off. Robert Sala and the coaching staff gave the team the day off on Sunday following Saturday night's scrimmage at MetLife Stadium. The Jets were also off Friday, so this was like the rare stretch in training camp where you have a day off a day of practice and a day off typically you don't get two two out of three days off in training camp the big news yesterday and i use that term loosely is the the jets released their first unofficial depth chart of training camp and the keyword there is unofficial every single year things happen in the nfl because they're based on tradition, and they don't really make sense. There are a few things that make less sense than the quote-unquote unofficial depth chart. It's unofficial. It's not telling you anything. If it was official, it would it would be coming from the coaching staff, and they would be telling you what they think of these players. Many times, these depth charts come out, and they're put together by the PR staff. In fact, I, I remember a a couple of years back, Todd Bowles even admitted the PR staff of the Jets did their entire unofficial depth chart. So it shows you how much it matters. Everybody always obsesses over these things. They, they look at who's listed a, a, in a first team role. They look, look at who's listed in a second team role. They wonder why this rookie isn't with the starters. And it doesn't matter because it's not really from the coaching staff. It's not, it's not telling you who's going to start. It's unofficial it's just i mean i guess it's done to generate media attention or something like that or maybe i don't know maybe at some point in the past it was useful and teams just haven't phased it out yet but the amount of attention this thing gets is not proportional to how important it actually is and the importance level of the unofficial depth chart is zero so let's not waste too much time talking about the depth chart. On today's show, I'd like to continue talking about preseason. Yesterday, I talked about some of the things that I think do matter in preseason, and I'm a big preseason skeptic. But over the years, I've come to accept that there are a few things that are important in preseason. On today's show, I'm going to talk about some of the things that I think are going to get way too much attention relative to their actual importance I'm going to talk about the things that are like the unofficial depth chart of preseason and the first thing you have to talk about is I think no matter what happens Saturday night when the Jets play the Giants in their preseason opener, whatever Zach Wilson does is going to get way 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 too much attention and this goes back to something I have said really since the inception of, since the inception of this podcast, judging, A quarterback's development is the kind of thing that doesn't happen in the preseason. It doesn't happen in one training camp. It doesn't happen in one game. It doesn't happen in one year. It takes many, many years before you really understand fully what you have in a quarterback. And Wilson's going to go out there, and everybody's, if he plays great, people are going to say he's the next great Jets quarterback. And if he plays poorly, people are going to panic. And I don't think either of these reactions will be justified at all. In fact, I mean, I can go back to regular season games where both Mark Sanchez and Geno Smith played well, and at least one prominent New York newspaper used the headline, A Star is Born. They both got that headline at various points. I mean, do you remember what happened the... Preseason of Sanchez's rookie year. Do you re- remember how Geno Smith played the preseason of his rookie year? Do you you re- do you remember how Sam Darnold played the preseason of his rookie year? Probably not. I remember a little bit about those things, but you know, most people are not going to remember many of these things. And I don't think any of those were. Things that had a major impact on the development of, of these quarterbacks. I think everybody just wants information because we've gone so long. This is your first chance to see these, to see Wilson wearing a Jets uniform. It's your first chance to really get a look at him, and it's a chance to let your imagination run wild. But it's just one preseason game, and as much as anything, he's still developing. It's it goes back to what I said about his rough practice on Saturday night this is part of the the development process. I mean, unfortunately for the Jets, we're going to see this in games this year. We're going to see games where he doesn't play very well, and that's all part of the learning curve. Every rookie quarterback has bad games. Every rookie quarterback has terrible games. I mean, I I remember terrible games Russell Wilson had back in 2012 with the Seahawks. The only way to not have bad games as a rookie is to not play, is to be on the bench. Um, So, you know, if he plays poorly, everybody's going to go crazy. If he plays well, everybody's going to go crazy, too. And like that goes back to why you shouldn't go to, why you shouldn't read too much into Wilson playing well is there are going to be bad moments through the season. You know, he's not playing against an optimized defense. They this is not a Giants defense that's likely to go into the game game planning. They're not going to try and take away what Wilson does best. They're not going to try and take away the Jets best receivers. Um they're not they, essentially the, for the Giants they're doing the same thing that the Jets are doing. They're trying to evaluate their players, they're trying to train their players for the season. Wilson right now is trying to develop chemistry with his wide receiver. So if there's a misconnection somewhere, if some timing route goes wrong and it results in an in, in, in interception, you're going to read plenty about Wilson having a terrible game. Well, sometimes interceptions happen because the quarterback and the receiver aren't on the same page. And when would that be more prevalent than preseason? When these guys are trying to work things out, when these guys are trying to develop chemistry, that's part of what this game's all about. So, I think no matter what happens, you should not go too crazy on your Zach Wilson proclamations after this game. I mean, it seems like seemed like it that warning was not heated after Saturday night's bad practice because I saw all sorts of panic online over Wilson's performance. And th- I go back to what I said yesterday. The panic over Wilson's practice on Saturday night was not justified and it would have been equally as unjustified if Wilson went out and played great and that people were putting him in Canton already. This is just the first, it's your first chance to see Zach Wilson in a Jets uniform. You probably won't remember it based on the way people don't remember preseasons of rookie quarterbacks. But I guess for at least one night, you can at least enjoy seeing him in a Jets uniform. But outside of that, there's not really much to take away, I don't think bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space L O C K E D O N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday, talking about things that don't really matter in preseason. And I alluded to this a bit yesterday, but. I don't think you can read too much into the individual performances of units, and I'm talking about like the first team offense or the first team defense, because whenever these units play particularly well or particularly poorly in a preseason game, people tend to to get way too excited or way too upset about it. There are a couple of things you need to remember. One is is a factor I mentioned in the first segment. Game planning is not happening. So if the first team offense plays really well, well, you have to remember the opponent's not really game planning. The opponent's not trying to take away what you do well. On the other hand, the same is true of the Jets. If the first team defense plays poorly, well, you have to keep that in context as well because the Jets aren't doing everything they can to take away what the other team does really well. This is partially evaluation. It's partially to get players familiar with the system. Uh, You know, it's, get players reps. It's the objective in preseason is typically not to optimize your chances of winning. It's just to do what you do well. And another thing you have to remember is that the sample sizes in these games is pretty small. I don't think you would ever take a one-game sample size as meaningful in the regular season. I mean, the Jets beat the Browns last year. And if you if you remember what happened in that game, there were a lot of extenuating circumstances that aided the Jets in their victory over a very good Cleveland team that was one of the last eight teams in the playoffs last year. Well, in preseason, your starters don't even play the full game, so you're you're dealing with an even smaller sample size. You're dealing typically with a sample size which has little statistical significance. Do you remember two years ago, and I guess maybe I'm contradicting myself a bit here because... I mentioned in the first segment, nobody remembers preseason. But I do have a very specific memory of two years ago in the Jets' preseason opener against the Giants, where the first team offense went right down the field and scored a touchdown. I mean, They made it look easy. And the reactions to that were, to be honest, kind of over the top. People were saying, the Jets are going to have a good offense this year, based on one series in preseason. One series in preseason was all it took for people to act like the Jets had built this dynamic offense and as we all know what happened Jets ended up having maybe the worst offense in the league in 2019 but based on one series in the game that did not matter against an opponent that was not really game planning people drew sweeping conclusions so uh, you would rather see your starters play well than see your starters play poorly I get that just you got to keep it in context though you got to make sure you're not getting too crazy over the results of the of these performances and on the same note I mean there's one thing that happens every single year in preseason that, that I remember and this is something you've got to remember is this deals with veteran players and I'm talking I'm not talking about the veterans who are in the uh, the starting lineup for the Jets I'm talking about veterans who are backups who are competing for like bottom of the roster spots these guys always go out it's, it happens every single year in preseason you have veterans, guys who have been in the NFL five, six, seven years, and they're playing against undrafted rookies in the second half of these pre- of these games, the third and fourth quarters. And these guys look great. And I hear it every single year, Jets need to keep this guy for depth. Well, not necessarily, because you have to re- remember, even though these guys may not be great players, a five-year veteran is going to have a big advantage over a rookie. Five-year veterans more developed. You know, he's, he understands how, and you know these the young guys that they're playing against really are just learning the game right now so it's not really an apples to apples comparison I'm not sure you necessarily want your depth chart especially near the bottom full of guys who are older because even if the veteran player is better right now part of the equation for a team is you're trying to develop young talent and there's always a balance but when you're talking about the bottom of the depth chart, well, the first thing you're looking at is special teams. Can somebody contribute on special teams? So if an older guy goes out and makes plays on special teams, maybe he's got an opportunity. Maybe he's got a path to the roster. But the second thing you're looking at is trying to develop talents for the future. And if a player's not – if, like, say a wide receiver is not going to get on the field that much during the, the season, then really the reps that they're looking at are going to be on the practice field. And you have to ask yourself, who do practice reps benefit more? Do they benefit the five-year veteran who's pretty much shown they're not going to have much of a career in the NFL, or the younger player who may not be as good today, but because they're younger, because they're less developed, they may have more upside. Because if you're less developed, that means when you learn how to play the game, your performance may improve proportionally. So this is just something to keep in mind because it seems like every single season the Jets have some guy who dominates the second half of these preseason games and then doesn't make the roster and people don't understand why. Well, it's because it's because of the level of competition they're playing against. And, and sometimes, it's, sometimes it's, a huge, it's a huge mismatch. I remember the year the Jets got Santonio Holmes. Holmes was suspended the first four games of that season. So the Jets had him essentially trying the Jets essentially tried to have him get as many preseason reps as possible so he was going out there against you know guys who didn't even belong in the league and Santonio Holmes at that point was a pretty good receiver and he was dominating or you know a couple of years back with Teddy Bridgewater the Jets were giving uh, Sam Darnold a lot of his first team reps as a rookie and I guess I'm again I'm contradicting myself because I'm recalling something from Sam Darnold's rookie preseason when in the first segment I said nobody remembers anything but I remember Teddy Bridgewater was playing in the second half of these games. He's dominating, and everybody's talking about how amazing Teddy Bridgewater looks. And, well, of course Teddy Bridgewater looks amazing. He's playing against guys who aren't going to be in the NFL. I mean, say what you will about Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he's a competent NFL quarterback. Of course he's going to look great when he's playing against practice squad players and guys who may not even make the practice squad. So... Keep this in mind when you're watching Saturday night some veteran dominate a bunch of young players in the second half of these games. It's not necessarily meaningful, and it's not necessarily a sign the Jets should keep any of these players on their roster. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This is the Locked on Jets podcast on this Tuesday, talking about things that are overrated when it comes to evaluating the preseason in the NFL. And this last thing I'm going to discuss is going to be pretty obvious to many of you. In fact, I'm sure many of you will be rolling your eyes when I say it, but I promise you, every single year in preseason, I have people try and tell me that there is at least a little bit of significance to this. And that's the actual result of the games and I'm talking about the final the final score. I'm talking about the team's preseason record. I promise you every year it's not many, but there are a handful of people who come to me who try and tell me, well there's you know you want to set a winning tone for the season. And the games have it, the results have nothing to do with anything. I mean I can name you seasons where the Jets played great in preseason and ended up having a terrible year. 1992 they went on defeated. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL. 2002 they went they looked like they were dominant in preseason that year and yes the Jets actually did win the division in 2002 but they got off to a terrible beginning of that season they were one in four Pre, if preseason was going to carry over it would have carried over to the early stages of the season not only that they had to bench their quarterback that was when Chad Pennington replaced Vinny Testaverdi. you have to remember a couple of things again you'll go back to the idea that there's no game planning but beyond that These games are decided in the fourth quarter by players who are not going to be on the roster for the most part. There may be like one or two. I mentioned this yesterday. One of the things that does get me excited, that actually does have me watching these games into the fourth quarter, it's not necessarily that I'm interested to see whether the Jets will win. Is that there might be like one or two players who you see step up in these games who maybe needs needs to be called upon after some injuries in a big game in November or December. But that's not the full roster. Most of these guys are not going to end up amounting to anything for the jets or any team in the nfl they're just trying to audition they're trying to put good film out there but winning the game it doesn't matter <laughs> it really doesn't these games these games don't count it's a re- there's a reason there's preseason so please don't come to me next week if the jets win and say you know what call me i don't want to hear you know what winning Salas' first game installs a winning culture in this franchise i hear that every year no it doesn't it has nothing to do with anything Nobody cares whether you win or lose preseason games. So please, don't tell me that. Don't be the person who emails me and tries to tell me that. I'm not going to listen. I'm going to be upset. <laughs> Maybe I won't be upset, but I'll just I'll shake my head and sigh and wonder why you're te- trying to tell me this, because it's not th- the case. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked on Jets podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great Tuesday, everybody, and send in your mailbag questions. Our weekly mailbag is tomorrow.